You're listening to Losing Signals on The Creative Trip. I'm supposed to slice it open and eat the inside. And I have no idea what it is, but it looks like freaking Bowser, you know, like his shell. Like I saw <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fruit that looks like Bowser. Yo, low key, I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put that part in with no context of cutting something open and just eating the insides. Oh and that my is exactly goodness! How Anyways, but welcome back to the Creative Trip. <laughs> Hi guys, <laughs> thanks for tuning in yet again. It is a new year. By the time you are listening to this, <laughs> Tori was planning to murder somebody. Okay, I was talking about fruit. Everyone, let's just calm yourself. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Nobody Today to I'm so excited. I'm gonna be screaming probably. We have Julia. Round of applause. Yay! Yay. There's like three of us. It's so silent. Yeah, we applauded for Maria in our old episode. We did. Oh my god, it's true. But uh um I invited Julia. But welcome to the show. I'm so Jules. excited. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Well, I wanted to start off by thank you, go- thank you guys so much for starting a podcast like this because, well, first of all, as you guys know, I'm your number one fan. <laughs> yes, <but> queen. <laughs> I hey, watched all six episodes so far, go. so I'm really well versed on every single Amazing. episode. But um, I did want to thank you guys for starting this kind of podcast because now I've been a creative for like three, four years now, but I wish I had a podcast like this to listen to from the very beginning. And I think this is really helpful for young entrepreneurs or young um, creatives. And I think that you guys are doing such a service to the young creatives. I'm so happy you guys released something like this um, because it'll put them on a good path from the very beginning. So thank you guys. Wow. Thank you for saying that. Oh my God. I'm the most emotional Yo, person. Jill's already got me in my feels, bro. We're not even like a minute, two minutes in this <laughs> show. I'm in my feels already. Like, what? Oh, oh shit that's so nice thank you for saying that no but honestly that makes me so happy like i can't stop smiling right now <laughs> it hurts no but it's true you guys know more than anyone how difficult it is to be a creative and a business owner like there is no guidelines to this there's no book well there are books out there now but i mean like it's a tough field to yeah, but who's reading books these days Let's I know. well actually i do like reading but i mean like it's all about the podcast now yeah. so i think this is a really great way to mm-hmm. like get young people um started in the creative field and we know like, let's say you guys spoke about like pricing like that's something that i'm figuring out still to this day mm-hmm. and i mean if i had this kind of information that was readily accessible like right off the bat like I would have loved to have that from the beginning because then you skip a few steps. But I had to learn the hard way, yeah. like the hustle hard way. And it's like really sucks, you know, yeah, like fall on your ass and then learn from mm-hmm. the past thing. Oh, my God. It's all learning from experience. Exactly. exactly. Oh, I'm so happy she just said that. Nick, high five through the screen. <laughs> yo, for Holy. real. Like, I, yo, I really, really appreciate hearing like the feedback from Jules. Like it means a yeah. lot that, you know you appreciate a podcast like this that does exist like we do get you know messages and whatnot but like i think yeah. hearing somebody actually say like it just gets a little differently <laughs> like the cake put it together sorry. yeah like live like i did not expect that man oh man well that was beautiful i need <laughs> to know more about this you. episode <laughs> is all about jewels yeah well, this episode's all about you so, so um you know introduce yourself just give us a little give everyone a little you know yeah let us know who, you, of who are, you are how did you, you start all the tea Okay, so my name is Julia, and my stage name is Jules. Because um, we don't want no stalkers. As we spoke about, we, we don't want no stalkers. Okay. So um, I go by Jules, and I own a party supply shop called Fun Kissed. And Fun Kissed, um, well, I'm the actual designer of every single party supply uh, that I release. So they're party supplies for children, and I design them specifically to appeal to children and parents alike. So I was finding that um, every time you go to a party store, there's like these really, well, in my opinion, these kind of tacky party supplies that were like really fun for kids. Mm -hmm. But I mean, they weren't really exciting for the parents as well. And I know that like a lot of parents enjoy um, the whole party planning aspect of things. And it's actually quite fulfilling to put together a beautifully, like an aesthetically beautiful party. Yeah. So I wanted to create a product that's both for the kids and the parents alike. So... My products are very, um, well, I design them all myself, hand-drawn. Everything is hand-drawn, but um, I draw them with the intention to make them very youthful and playful so that 
um, the child is transported into their like little fantasy world. So, for example, um, if you love cars, uh, my bestseller is a race car party, and like I have everything to create this kind of fantasy world for the children. Um, so that like I have these VIP passes. I have like a really cute cake topper, uh, cupcake toppers. We have everything to create this fantasy world um, to really immerse the kid into. Um, that race car fantasy on the day of their birthday. But I also want the parents to really enjoy the party planning process. So when they put it together, I want them to get excited about it as well. Hmm. So a lot of like, um, a lot of my customers, I found this is actually a form of therapy. And guys, like, at first, I, I didn't fully understand it. And now I totally get it. Like, putting together a party is actually like genuinely satisfying and is actually quite therapeutic like to create something create a whole huh. world like a whole creative world yourself is like just such a beautiful process and I, I found that like a lot of moms because I have um the majority of my customers are moms a lot of moms actually like took my party supplies and created like these gorgeous sets like I couldn't even believe it I'm like you guys are doing a better job than I am and it's like you then you speak to them and they're like wow I really enjoy this this is like the one time I have off and like I really love putting together this party and then taking pictures of it and um having my kid excited about it so it actually became something a lot more personal so I really want to create a product that's for both the kid and the parent alike wow that's crazy so it's like it goes beyond just the product, right? It becomes like an experience for your clients. It goes beyond ah, the experience. Oh, we yeah. relate on this it's level. Kind of very similar. Yeah. You guys too, It's though. very yeah, similar to ours. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm super interested. Like, I'm sure... Because that's actually something I know. I never, I never, I never thought, thought about, about it that, that way. way. I never thought about how party planning could literally yeah. be all about that experience. Because normally when you like it's think about party planning, it's like shit yeah. i gotta do this now and i gotta go get that and sometimes it's always just like last minute running around and you're just kind of like you don't know if things are going to come together properly um i don't have much experience with party planning parties for me are just like house parties <laughs> in general but when it comes to like you know a kid's birthday party i would assume that you know they want it to be as enjoyable and as fun as possible for the kids and um, I think it's great that like what you do, you do like a whole custom theme and everything. And I've checked out a lot of your work, especially a lot of the, uh, you know, Christmas time stuff as that, that just passed. Um, and everything looks amazing. I remember Tori told me that it was all handmade and I'm yeah, like, it's insane. I can't even imagine the time you probably put into this to create everything. Aw, Nick, this is going to be one of the emotional <laughs> Bring like, out the tissues. Bring it out, bring it out, yeah. Thank you, but yeah, like, it is all handmade, and that's not really the direction I want to go in for the rest mm -hmm. of my life, because I don't know if that's, like, necessarily scalable, but... Um, but for right now... It definitely is... Exactly. It works for right now. And also, like, it makes me connect better to the products that I release. So, like, I know what I'm releasing out there. Like, I know every right. single product that everyone is receiving. Like, I know it inside out. So, I think I have to start off by making the products, designing it myself, just so that I really get to know what customers want, how it could change things. Like, I think I'm just really connected to the work that I do. Yeah, it's like you're you're in it from start to finish. I think that's really that's important. definitely a big yeah. part of it. Right, exactly. And then, mm -hmm. like, you know, let's say you get, like, one negative feedback. You actually take it personal oh, yeah. sometimes because you're like, wow, I made that from, like, the conception of an idea that I got at 3 a.m. <laughs> up until the very point that I drew it and out. shipped it out. Shipped it out to you. Exactly. Like, so you take it a little more personal. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's really a fulfilling career. Is there is there any or are there any negative reviews that you've gotten recently that, like, really struck a nerve with you or, or something like that? Well, to be honest, um, I don't get many negative reviews. Like, I'm very on top of, like, the I wonder why. A1 Your products are, like, gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. The work is just A1, nice. man. Like, Thank there's you. no way. Um, but when I do, first of all, my heart drops. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what went wrong? Like, how can I fix this? Like, it cannot be, like, there's something wrong here. Like, maybe there's a glitch with my phone or the Wi-Fi wasn't working properly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do think that negative reviews actually are quite important. And I think it's something that like creatives work really hard to avoid but they actually um teach you a lot about your business so of course like I don't I want to avoid getting negative reviews but when I get them it just gives me an uh, like another like it gives me a reason to pivot so example like one negative review that I've gotten in the past was that 
um, that like when I ship out an item, um, the backing, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, oh, in the, the bag? Like, the backing of the product is not thick enough. So, like, sometimes, like, when it's shipped, it could get squashed in the mail. So, mm-hmm. like, people were right. Well, not people. Okay. There was, like, one or two reviews that said, like, well, it got squished in the mail. So, for me, like, I could easily say, well, that's, like, an annoying customer. Or I could take that as a way to say, hey, well, what can I do about that? So what I did about that, finally, was I got envelope stiffeners. So, like, it's a silly example. Oh, yeah, it's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, but it's, like, a silly example. But just to show you that, like, you can take negative reviews and say, like, oh, well, you can not make it about mm-hmm. yourself and say, oh, well, it's someone else. Or you can choose to make that, m- make your business better. So use that negative review and pivot your business a bit, you know? And that's what I've, I try to take the negative reviews and do exactly that. I mean, you sometimes you get, like, an annoying customer yeah. there. Like, they're out there. <laughs> As you guys know, like, I've listened to the <laughs> podcast before. I know you guys have intimate examples of that. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, so that's how I choose to see negative reviews. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I think that's the best way to see it. Like, I think that kind of relates to something we talked about before, like when it's uh, yeah, receiving like critiques, right? And, and choosing that's, to grow that's from more it. in yeah. our world, Tori. Yeah, like we get critiqued based on our work because the the client actually sees it before it gets to the yeah. final as well, right? Whereas for you, when somebody buys something, it just it's gone, and when they get it, they get yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But uh, hundred percent agree. Like the best way to grow is from negative feedback. Right. Like I mean, you want to avoid it, but at the same time like you have to have it and it's like it's important because it's like let's say like you guys know as creatives like we keep growing every year like your product gets better Mm -hmm. your um your ideas get better so it's like at the beginning like it's inevitable that you're gonna get negative feedback along the way and you should actually welcome it because it's gonna help you like tailor your experience to your customer and at the end of the day like your customer is the most important like you want that that customer satisfaction and so you have to keep I'm so happy you said that there's so many businesses and so many people that you know will um how do I say this and be nice I guess devalue you can't be nice about it we're not nice on the show tour you got to be vulgar about it cutting edge here but no I'm serious like there I think I mentioned it in a past episode but yeah like you know I've worked at some places and just hearing you know like being in the office and hearing what the big boss quote-unquote has to say like oh it doesn't matter ship it out anyway and I would just look at them and be like what do you mean ship it out anyway like if the product is not up to par or if something ever goes wrong that we get like a negative review on anything or whatever same with like myself you choose it as you have two two like kind of choices right you have one like you said blame it on whatever and just like move forward and ignore it or you have the other thing take the negative and turn it into a positive and that's a lot of um what's called I don't know what the right word is. I don't want to say like that's a lot of like it's like ballsy. Like that's not the word. <laughs> like I guess you're self-aware too in a sense. And it's kind of like you right. bite your tongue and like you fix the issue for the sake of your business and for the sake of your customers. Like you care about the long term. You kind of swallow your pride pretty kind much. Kind of, but like that's not really the right. T- I don't know how to explain it. I want to say that she she focuses more on the long term customer rather than other businesses sometimes. Exactly. View yes, it as a exactly. short term. <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It's, at the end of the day, it's not like oh, I want to pocket the money and like screw whatever the customer wants. Like I'll. Like, if I made a mistake on something, like, mm-hmm. I will reimburse someone. Like, I'm not here to just, like, pocket cash and be like, oh, screw you, you know? Like, I want someone. At the end of the day, like, mm-hmm. it brings me joy. And I also, like, I know that it's important that the customer has a beautiful party. Like, yeah. I can't sacrifice any of that. So it's like, For of sure. course, like, if you're not happy at the end of the day, like, we have to work to fix that as creatives. I mean, if you're exactly like you said, Vic, like if you're in it for the long run, you know, like if you really want to grow your business, that's what it is. It's like satisfied customers. Yeah. And and then if you get satisfied customers, even if you just get a few, that's all you need. Those customers who are so satisfied will be your actual ambassadors. Like they're gonna go yes. talk to other people. Like it's literally just like mouth. you and our podcast. <laughs> with our podcast. Oh my god, you're yes. telling me. <laughs> <laughs> no but you know what? it's like on instagram let's say like i've created a nice party community mm-hmm. and it's like i see them like some of them who are really really excited about the things that i release and they love all my products and they've purchased from me several times like they put stories up talking about my products 
Um, they'll talk to their friends about it. Like they'll tag us and things. Like they're just so dedicated to um, Fun Kiss that like they do the advertising for yeah. me in some way. And I'm so grateful for those people. So I think customer satisfaction is so important, not just just because you want them to be satisfied, but because they actually like they're going to elevate your brand even more because they're just so happy with the work that you do, you know? Exactly. It's like a genuine reaction. That was actually my next question. Like, how do you tend to interact with your clients? And then we wanted to talk a little bit about, like, um, I guess the sale aspect. And I think you have an Etsy shop, right? (laughs) And all that stuff, like how you aim the product. Yeah, no, let's look at the Etsy shop, man. You have, like, 4,100 sales. And I was like, holy (laughs) shit. I was like, yo. That's wild, but like it makes sense because everything's amazing. <laughs> but another question I also had, you can choose whatever you like to answer first. What was oh, your first ever question, sale like? Yeah. Oh, okay. Her name is Barbara. Okay. Oh, I, I love that she her. has the name. Shout out, Barbara. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Barb. She lives in Tennessee. Cute. And I was just like, guys, okay, I really wanted to do this. Like, I was so excited about starting this. And then I put it out there, I put all my party supplies online. And for two months, it was like crickets. Like, Mm. I was just like, oh, forget this. This is not a thing for me. Like, it's not happening. And then um, Mm -hmm. this was like three years ago. So I was sleeping over at my boyfriend's house. And um, I get like this ping on my phone at like, I think it was 7 a.m. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, like, is an emergency? (laughs) And then I check and Barb shows up and she's there like ordering like a whole theme. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, for me that moment I never forgot I was so excited the whole day like I couldn't get it out of my head I went straight home and I like worked on her order got it out like the first second it happened and I, it was the first time that I actually realized that wow this is like a thing that happens like like <laughs> this is a potential business you know yeah it makes you feel like really good it kind of gives you a kick and you're like all right yeah this, is that adrenaline yeah, and, like, uh, I swear Mm -hmm. It is adrenaline. And you know what? I still get that feeling. Like, every time I get an order, like, after three years of doing this, Mm -hmm. after more than 4,000 orders, like, I'm still at the point where I'm like, I still get an order. I'm like, wow. Like, it's just, it's, yeah. I love that that aspect of it where you get excited. Yeah. I love that. It's great. It's great to hear from, like, a business owner, Mm -hmm. you know, who gets excited every time it's, like, a sale. And they actually really care about the product versus another, like, you know business where just is oh a sale is sale more money for me right exactly and i think that that's like very common amongst small business owners is like everything is very personal like it's it's not like we're like large-scale businesses where like an order is just like a casualty Mm -hmm. here like this is just like for Mm -hmm. us an order is like an order or for you guys like a client is a client like it's such a personal experience that like i still get that that internal joy and like I don't know. I still, it's still exciting. And I, I still can't believe that, you know, someone in Tennessee, like here I am in like <laughs> Northern Canada here, like, well, it's not Northern Canada, actually. We're in Canada, in the North. And someone from Tennessee, we the North. like we the North, <laughs> um, someone from Tennessee is like looking at my products. Like yeah, it's still it's mind boggles it's me, internet, you know? Man. Yeah. It's wild. Mm-hmm. It's the internet. Like it's, it's a game changer. It's honestly, I'm so happy that you said that, though, that you get, like, that little spark and that little, like, buzz kind of thing from a sale. That should never go away. Honestly, the day it goes away, like, is is a bad sign. That's the passion that drives you, right? Well, do you you guys get that, too? Oh, all the freaking time. (laughs) I'm so annoying about it, too. (laughs) I, like, dance in my room. (laughs) Yeah, every time Tori tells me, she's always... So it's like someone someone says, "Hey, I'd like to hire you as a photographer," and then you're like, "Nick, yeah. I'm dancing. Like, I gotta get on the phone." I'll and just dance. send him okay. like stupid yeah. videos. I'm like, "Oh, guess who just signed a client?" I'm like, "Yo, stop being a TikTok." Because yeah. <laughs> she sends me like these snaps of like her playing music. I'm like, "Yo, you, you sound and you look just like a TikToker right now." Oh, it's that's so funny. Aww. But no, I I love that you guys do that. Yeah, yeah, we just love what we do, you know. And I mean. It's, it's pretty bad for me i'm like a workaholic and he nick knows this but yeah like when i'm not working i'm talking about work and when i'm not talking about work i'm working so for me that i don't know okay. i need to chill a little but you know chill bill but like Vic, Vic. <laughs> i've been saying that you gotta chill out yo. girl you are preaching to the choir okay i like this is my biggest flaw like my character flaw is that i 
don't know how to relax. And oh my it's god, me too. We're the same. We're, oh god. I know, we have our tea, we have but our tea. Finally, we know how to relax. Literally, we hopped on this podcast with a tea brood and fucking chapstick. Like, come on. You guys are literally twins. Oh, you know? A match made in heaven. But, I love. but just to say is that like, Wow, I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a workaholic yeah. too, and like I don't want to glamorize that oh, at no. all. Like I, I'm not even proud to say that. I'm actually quite embarrassed, and I'm trying really hard to work on on it. But like the minute, and I think that this is like very symptomatic of being a creative, and I think that a lot of creatives can relate mm-hmm. to this. Is like you're not working for anyone. You're not working on a nine to five. You're not clocked anywhere. Like your time is completely managed by you Literally. or your clients. So when you have time off you it's I and this is from personal experience I feel this kind of sense of guilt you know like well I can either watch like Netflix (laughs) for the hour or I can work on a new like project or I can yeah my favorite so (laughs) then it's (laughs) right exactly so it's like you get to a point where it's like any time off is actually like potential that potential work that you could be doing. And it's, it gets Mm -hmm. very dangerous because it's like me too. Like I'm, I work so much, but then the time I have off, it's like, I even enjoy it so much that I want to work, you know, which is not very healthy. And I'm trying really, but I think that's a goal for a lot of people. Like if you've seen how people do talk about starting a business and being business owners, their main goal in life or their main goal in general is just to, do something that they love for the rest of their lives, right, right? Right. And I think that's like you're at you're both at a stage at the moment where it's like you love what you do and you forever want to do this. And obviously, the only thing that's going to change is whether or not you want to keep putting effort into it or not. Well, mm-hmm. you don't right? have this problem, Nick. <laughs> He's not as bad uh, not as really. us. <laughs> I actually don't. Wow. Yeah, like for me, I I love being a creative and I love what I do, but I've seen multiple sides of it. Um, like I mentioned in a previous podcast, like I lost my passion for a while of yes, being a yes, designer I heard, I heard. and I ended up diving into more to other fields. Like I really got into to cars. But the thing is with cars, I kind of took my creativity and used like a car as a canvas. Like with my car, I just modded it up and I took it to car shows and I made a lot of people through that community. And on top of that, when I did get back into my design business, I kind of took that world and mixed it into into the car world. And I gained a lot of business through that when it came to designing like merchandise and stickers and, um, you know, social media posts. Like I've helped friends with businesses who are in the car world. Um, But I don't have that that side of me where I'm like, I need to constantly be doing something because outside of being a designer, I also go to school and I also work um, like a nine to five in the automotive field, which is something else I enjoy. So, okay, so then. So for me to just kind of. Like, okay, so you're going to school, you're working, and you're doing your creative projects also on the side. So then, what, like, how do you find time to relax? And, like, how do you fully relax? Fully relaxing for me is just not doing something. Like, for me, <laughs> just sitting on a chair for while me, you're it's breathing. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like, it's, I, I remember before, like, I used to sit outside on my couch and I would just, like, stare at the I'm ceiling at like, in the morning and listen to music and I just wow. relax. Or, like, yeah, I just like smoke a slip and just relax and look at the window. This. Like it just, there's so many different things you could do. <laughs> you know what? I feel like, these, like for me. I, I think it's just different for everyone. Yeah, and you know what? You what you just said is like such a fantasy for me. Like this right. ability to do nothing. Like I am, and, and and the thing is, like I think it's like really rooted in like my family, and like I come from like that Italian family that's like they Same. kept telling me like you have to work <laughs> and you let's blame it on the Italian. <laughs> my family was like there's like a that problematic too, yeah. history there but anyway we're, we're, gonna, we're not gonna I digress get into it. yeah but like we um, definitely have to get into it Nick you don't even well I don't know about your culture but you don't even want to know about the Italian culture it's like so it's just like it's all rooted in like you have to work and you have to be a productive yeah, human and, and I you have to like, also, like like so stressed all the time I don't know if that's just right, me. Right. Everything's so like yeah, high, no, with, high with like my intensity. Background, it's a little bit <laughs> right. Like I grew up with yeah, a grandmother yeah. who's like she would wake up at like when we would sleep over, she would wake yeah. up at three oh, a.m. Oh, and like God. go prepare the sauce for the next uh-huh. day. And I'm like, no, no, like, <laughs> like calm, calm down. down. <laughs> you know, like it's just me. It's just us four eating dinner. You know, it's not like we had like Christmas Eve dinner. And even oh, at that, even no one should be waking up at three a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, for real. I don't. I remember my grandma. She always woke up at six. She still does, and she's like touching. She's close to wow. eighty. I think she's like in her mid seventies right now. But she still wakes up at like five or six a.m. every morning just to like prepare breakfast. 
just for like my grandpa. That's, that's she just so lives nice. in Temnos. Wow. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, but like the family that I come from, the background, I'm West Indian, I'm Guyanese, so it's nice. it's a little bit different. But my my family's always like been pushing that idea. You know, you got to save up, you got to have your life together, you got to make money, you got to do something with oh your God, life that's that not just you know being a lazy piece of shit <laughs> which by the way like, we probably chose like the most scary career paths possible opposite. Yeah, yo did. i chose the yeah, opposite same you know? here. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i would never i for me anyways i've always had that mindset that went against what my family liked like my family's all like mostly into business and they love you know that that side like my dad's into real estate my mom's into like um order distribution and whatnot oh. So they all work office jobs. And we're just here like... <laughs> and um, I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to do oh any of that. God. So I ended up going and choosing the oh, design And what career. do your, both your families and say I'm about, like, let's say, your career path? Because I know, especially like when I think about my career path, like I can't explain this. Like my grandparents are like, what do you do again? And I'm like, oh, oh my God, me too. Like, no, no, nah, like I don't know how to explain I've, it. I'm I've like, had my family members ask me. <laughs> Insta- like you have to start first of all explaining the internet because mm-hmm. first of all, that's such a foreign concept to them. Like the last form of technology they used was telephone. Fox. So it's like, First, I have to explain the internet. Then I have to explain social media. Then I have to explain, mm-hmm. like, the party supply industry. And it's, like, for them, it's just, like, I'm, like, no, no, like. like <laughs> just I'm, don't worry. I'm, I like, make I'm an money. artist, you know? <laughs> yeah. I make money. <laughs> exactly. So, like, how do you? As long as you're so. making money. I mean, for me, my family doesn't even remember what I do, like, 90% of the time. My parents do. But, like, my relatives, we're not, we're not, like, uh. We're not close right like for me my family's not close okay, at all okay. so i don't really talk to them much um so every time i see them they ask me what i do <laughs> it's a new story every they time. don't remember at all right honestly it's like one of those things that you know when you see your relatives they kind of ask you oh, oh, how's school how's question. life how's this how's that they ask me oh what are you doing what are you doing is one of your one of my main questions i'm like yeah i, I still do this <laughs> and they're like oh what does that do and i'm like i'm like you know what the simplest way to, to answer this questions is like yo you see all this packaging <laughs> and stuff around you and the signs and the billboards i design all of that that's kind of, kind of how I leave it. I do. I just stick with the more physical design rather than like diving into the world of, you know, oh, I, we, I design social media stuff. I can design logos yeah. and I specialize in branding and all this stuff. So I just try to keep it simplified with them. We should actually like record videos of like w- what our jobs are and just replay it every Christmas time. <laughs> just play like, every, it. Oh, that's like, such a good idea. Season, like, <laughs> oh like this is what I do. I'm tired of answering the same question over and over because oh like so I have to do it with my grandparents. I have to do it with my parents. Sometimes I have to do it with mm-hmm. um, like my aunt and uncle. And it's like, you know what? Maybe just a video simply explaining the whole process would. Yeah, you know, way back in the day, did you guys in school have like when they wheeled in those the old TVs yeah. <laughs> and then they put in a video and it's like, so you must be wondering about this topic. Let me explain to you. Those oh were the God. best days though. And it was always like science videos. Like it wasn't even Bill Nye. It was just like some random science. But video. honestly, like when I saw that TV roll in, I was like, oh, thank God. Like thank I don't want to do any like... Yeah, we busted yeah. out the snacks and I, we were okay, ready to all, watch wait, wait, take it back a I'm always hoodie. ready with the snacks if there's a TV or if there's no TV. I'm always ready. Oh, okay, Vic. Vic. <laughs> that's something that's never it changed never for change. you. Yeah. I, oh, man. You and I are going to get along so yeah, well. Yeah, we're basically like, best friends. Like, first of all, there's... Yeah, at this point, it's like, I'm always ready with the snack. I'm actually... <laughs> live more of my life eating snacks than not eat like i actually always have to have something next to me maybe it's the italian thing who knows yeah, a little you know like, biscott, like a little yeah, it's thing. definitely italian <laughs> thing. every italian i've met in my life is just food oh my god straight up food i just tell tori i'm like yo i'm out here eating air tonight or i just sent him my dinner oh my it's like it. a whole roast like what <laughs> oh my god do you make it yourself i oh do a lot god. of things on my own i do enjoy cooking and baking and so i actually do like tease nick with some food that i make but um like i haven't really hosted and done like a christmas dinner myself the only thing i did myself myself for like that i was really really proud of this year was thanksgiving for my family it was the first time i ever did like a big big like meal usually it's just like you know pasta sauce okay some asian stuff whatever <laughs> little meals for myself you know i never actually like lay out a full 
on spread with like appetizer, entree, okay, now side, now yeah. this. It was crazy, but it was a cool experience. But um, I think it's like a millennial thing. <laughs> I love how this whole interview kind of switched from Jules asking us questions. <laughs> Actually, I don't you mind know what? My, my dream <laughs> job, great. though, like my dream. I don't mind either. I, I love I, her I've energy. never been interviewed before until now. <laughs> Thank so. you, guys. But yeah, uh, to be honest, hype, like hype. my dream job growing up, well, not my whole my whole life, but like somewhat recently, my dream job was to be a talk show host. Oh, my God. But I know myself, oh. I would probably like be extremely nauseous before any any show. So I'm like, this is clearly not a career path for me. <laughs> so. Well, you're doing yeah. pretty good on this podcast you, you right now, too. let me tell you that. It's very natural. It's very flowy. I love it. Yeah. That's how it's got to be. Like, I hate those podcasts that are really, like, structured. Like, <laughs> the podcast sure, you can talk about your points and whatnot, but, like, man, they just sound like, <laughs> yo, fight me right now. If your podcast <laughs> is, like, really structured and boring, fight me. I don't care. But I just, I, I know when, like, me and Tori were talking about it, like, we just didn't want our podcast to be like mm-hmm. that. We wanted everyone to come in and just go with the flow and chill out you for know sure I mean? for sure like, it's also it's just the just way i like to it. learn too <clears throat> i i mean i don't know if this is kind of a good example but you know when i was in school and stuff um i never really liked school i wasn't really a kid that enjoyed sitting behind a desk i'm not sure if i mentioned it but like half of the time i was like going for walks and like i would be in studio when i was supposed to be in english class so for me it just like school was not a thing right um so just to sit there and listen to that guy, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh, my God, talking about his experience and whatever. I always wanted to do things. I always wanted to get up. I wanted to move around, you know. So I was like, Nick, like if we're doing this, it needs mm. to be like somewhat entertaining, but also edu- like educate people at the same time. I don't want it to be too, too... And edgy, yep, edgy too. (laughs) Like, um, I don't know. It's just really important. And so far, the feedback's been great. Like, people are actually picking up what we're putting down. So, I don't know. It's pretty awesome, to say the least. (laughs) Yeah, I find you guys mix, like, a perfect amount of, like, like, real-life experience and then, like, joking around. Where Like, I don't even... Like, I never met you guys, like, in person. I met you guys online, Mm -hmm. which is, like, most relationships these days. Um, But, like, I felt Mm -hmm. like I knew you guys. Like, I was ready to go into this and, like, start teasing Nick. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Nick doesn't even (laughs) know me. Like, I can't even... I can't talk to him that way. But I felt, like, this connection with you, like, I could throw a teasier way and you would get me. But then I'm like, "Mm, like, let's not go there yet. So, you guys are entertaining. You guys are relatable. And you're also... um, You're also, like very educational and like very tactical like you guys spoke about pricing and like you tell me your lived experience like I cannot stand when people are just talking just to fill the void and it's like I need tactical information that I'm leaving here with especially as a creative you know yeah no a thousand percent that is the whole she just wrapped up like everything we were thinking and like I know man (laughs) launched this thing (laughs) I'm so shook right now <laughs> Yo, for real, I didn't, I didn't expect the so episode to go that way. But I, I am, I am mad, I man. <laughs> you know, I am mad about I'm it. Really happy, it's translating. But, 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 like, but, I'm, I keep telling people, um, you know, what I've been recently saying this a lot. It's a snowball effect, and and you know, like people are really a big reason why we started this is because a lot of other creatives out there are scared to voice their opinion, and you know, scared to share these stories because it's not always you know pink and rainbows. Like I like to say, there's hard stuff that happens behind the scenes. Yes, say pink and ignore rainbows? it. <laughs> Unicorn. I mean sunshine and rainbows. Unicorn. The Tory way, okay. <laughs> no, oh. but I'm just saying, like, not everything is like fine and dandy all the time. What? So, you know. A lot of people, like, on my mm. platform were like, no, you're like, why are you going to do, like, you know, all this crazy stuff, like, blah, blah, blah. And then once it was released, they were like, oh, wait, I get it. And then they would jump on the bandwagon. Because they like being <laughs> no, crazy. No, we're saying everything that's, that everyone that's whole, is thinking. That's a whole way that's to become thing. a creative. Mm. too afraid to, like, get on a mic, record, and upload, and keep it forever. You know what I mean? So. And yeah. that's a good point. Because, like, we're doing I it. find as creatives, it's kind of our... I don't want to say duty, but just to to simplify, like it's our duty to like make people aware that it's not as glamorous as it actually is. Like I constantly get people Mm -hmm. saying like, oh, this is my dream. Like what you do is my dream job. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, like this is so amazing. Like they're always giving me this feedback, but I'm like, no one even knows like the things I have to do behind the scenes. Like it gets like very exhausting. And I'm like, I feel like just recently, 
So, Jules, what what do you have to do behind the scenes? Actually, <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's talk <laughs> well, about okay, that. yes, Ding that's deep. actually quite important because you got a you got such a big business. It's like it's not small. It's it's really well known. You've done oh, a lot you. of sales. So, what do you do behind the scenes as like a business owner? Okay, well, that maybe other business owners could take away from. Yeah. So, um, there's a lot of aspects that go into it. Like what I portray on Instagram, or what like it's a very aesthetic business, the party supply industry. Mm-hmm. So it's like. It's easy to think like, oh, wow, what a glamorous job you have. But to create a glamorous photo, and you guys know that too, like, especially like in photography, like to create that final product, it's like so much work goes into it that no one even thinks about. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's like, even when people question like pricing, sometimes it's like, well, you don't really know how much effort goes behind creating one simple product in this beautiful photo. So like, for example, like, let me just bring you guys throughout the whole journey of like creating one simple product. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, it starts off with me waking up in the middle of the night with an idea, <laughs> usually in the middle of the night. Sometimes it's like, I don't know, it'll happen at any point, but sometimes I have this spark of an idea and I'm like, okay, I have to write that down. So I write it in my notes so I don't forget it. It's good to know that's not only Sorry? me. Hello? Did you cut off? <laughs> You, you, you guys, guys hear good? me? Yeah, you cut, oh, yeah. cut okay. off, Nick. We, we can hear you. <laughs> You're going to have to edit that. <laughs> yeah. No, I was saying... Uh, <laughs> okay, so where, where yeah, can no I problem. take off? Like, where do we cut off? Um, When you're saying you wake up at 12 oh, yeah, o'clock. Yeah. I was saying that's, that's not only me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, insomnia is a thing, you know? Um, <laughs> For yeah. sure. So, I wake up... So, it starts off by... um. Yeah, so it starts off by me waking up in the middle of the night, usually with some creative idea, and I have to write it in my notes section on my phone, um, just so I don't forget it. Because usually, whenever I'm like, oh yeah, I'll remember it in the morning, I never do. So yeah, I really make it a point to write it in my notes. Um, then <laughs> I'll start with a concept. So I'll start like looking up some ideas, like getting, I don't know, I'll go on Pinterest, and I really draw a thin line between like, going on Pinterest and like looking up so much because I don't want to be too influenced by what is out there because then you just want, you don't want to copy exactly Mm -hmm. what's out there. So it's like, you kind of like loosely check and do your research, you know? So example, like the race car party and like, I'll, I'll just look up like race car birthday party, quick search just to get an idea of what people want. I'll look into like the search history. So like, what do people look up on Etsy? Like what do people look up on uh, Pinterest? Like those kind of things. I try to get like actual research. And then um, I'll start the design process. So um, I have a Wacom tablet. I don't know if, what you use, Nick. Like, I think this is, like, do you use? Yeah, I do. I have one yeah. of those. Okay. So yeah. I use a Wacom tablet. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I use Photoshop. And I draw uh, my designs out. Um, then I'll import them into another software that cuts every single item out exactly as I plan it out. Then I have all my party supplies printed and cut. Everything's good. And then it's the photo shoot that gets the best of me, guys. And honestly, like, (laughs) I have so much respect for photographers because that job is just, like, you guys have to pull miracles. Like, first of all, it's physically exhausting. Second of all, like, your eye is squinted most of the day. So, like, my (laughs) eye actually gets exhausted. I don't know if that's a thing. Relatable. Yes, it is. Yeah. And you can't wear eyeliner because then your your one eye is, like, extremely, like, dark because, like, you're squinting your eye the whole time. I don't know if that's a thing, but it happens to me. Oh, God. Setting spray works wonders. Tori's probably thinking in her head, like, yeah. yeah, I'm just here, like, oh, God. Tori's like, yeah, I figured out every way around these issues. You don't need to put your eyeliner on (laughs) (laughs) okay so oh i have glasses yo i have to like pull down my glasses and look oh, at them. Actually, i actually never thought I about that all, my guys wow. yeah wow. <laughs> well anyway so to put together there's a struggle to everything there is there is um but to put together a photo shoot i have to go buy like actual props for the photo shoot mm-hmm. to make it look like as set up as possible because when you're taking a photograph of your product like i'm not a believer of just taking a blank photograph of like your product on a white table like I think you need some photos like that (laughs) but I think you need to set the customer in the experience so you want to put your product Mm -hmm. set up as if they're going to set it up that way because you want to create that experience visually so that they're like yeah I could imagine Mm -hmm. that for myself you know for my child spot on so Mm -hmm. 
Right, exactly. Like you have to think in the in terms of what your customers are thinking about. So um, I have to create the most realistic setup. So it's as if I'm throwing children's birthday parties like twice a month here. <laughs> so I'm getting like balloons and I'm I, like, I, I know Vic, you saw behind the scenes, like I'm making a fake cake. Yeah. So I make a lot of fake cakes so it's that crazy. I can put like the cake toppers. Yeah. So it's like when you That's look at dope. the level of work that goes behind this, it's like, like I just wish people knew how much work went behind every single photo. So anyway, so I get all my props, I get all my food, sometimes I make cookies just to like create a whole like experience, and then the photography comes into play. So why I have so much respect for photographers is because I started off taking photos and they were deplorable. Like they, I'm so embarrassed. Sometimes I look back, like I scroll down to my Instagram, I never delete my old photos because I like to look at, look back where I started. Look at the girl. And they're just... Yeah, and they're just, like, so embarrassing because it's, like, I didn't know anything about Aperture. I didn't know anything about, like, F-stop and all that stuff. Not that I know a lot now. Like, I'm still figuring it out. But, like, the, you know more. Still, you figured yeah. out more that actually helps. More you than know, I ever so. did, exactly. And I hope to know more every year, mm-hmm. you know? But, That's exactly. How it goes. And I think, yeah, anyway, I'll get on that later. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so you so then you take the photos and then you upload upload them to your computer to which some of them are blurry. And so <laughs> then you have a little fit where you're like, what? I can't even go back to the scene. Like, how could this be? So you kind of get over that. Like, you give yourself a little, few minutes to, like, feel bad about that. And then you start the editing process. So everything is done in Lightroom. I edit all my photos. And then you have to upload the photos onto Etsy. And I upload them also on my website. Then you have to price them. And then you have to market it. So then you have to start putting them up on Pinterest. You have to put them up on uh, your social media apps, like the like I use Planoli. Um, and then, yeah, you just have to keep... <laughs> so that's like the final stage is just the marketing of it, and then the rest kind of falls into place. But just to say, like, one simple photo, this is all the work that goes behind it. So I feel like yeah. if people really knew, like, what kind of job this is, they wouldn't think it was as glamorous as it is. Like, my back hurts a lot. I'm very tired, like... But I, I love what I do, so it keeps me motivated, you know? Yeah, that actually ties into, like, my my for last sure, question yeah. for you was, um, you know, because you're kind of wearing all these hats. You're doing all everything yourself, you know? And I know that there's going to be a point where you can't really do it all yourself. So what does it look like for the future? Like, do you have ideas of, like, expansion or, I don't know, is there anyone that helps you at all or, like, you're doing it all by yourself? So yeah, so good question, because this actually just happened recently. Um, I just went through possibly the busiest period, like the past few months, maybe four to five months Mm -hmm. was the busiest party planning stage (laughs) I've ever gone through. And it's, it's actually quite incredible, because I was like, projecting, like, since COVID happened, I was like, wow, okay, like, I guess people aren't going to plan their parties. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't advocate Mm -hmm. for having any parties at COVID during COVID times in any way but I found that people were throwing at home parties like just like with their immediate family that was there that lives like all together and I found that party planning became even more important now Mm -hmm. because people are home and they're like well what do I do with the extra time and my child's birthday I still wanted to be special so the aesthetic aspect of the party became even more essential and then you post it on Instagram and you're like excited about it so I was quite surprised to find that these were my busiest months Um, and so I just hit a point where I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like I was like, (laughs) I called my dad one day and I was like, I was working and I do not recommend this for anyone. And I don't want to like, like gloat about it. I think it's really important to, to say that this is not healthy in any way. But I also think that it happens at a moment of growth Mm -hmm. is I was working like 10 AM to 1 AM most days, like, and one one day off and that one day off I would see my boyfriend so like I was doing that for like two three months and then I was like I'm like okay I feel like a burnout is about to happen like I'm very like aware that of the symptoms of it happening your mind just kind of fades away for a bit and you just you don't know right right? and you become this like this production machine when you're like okay like I need to Mm -hmm. breathe take a step back and like live my life like normally and it's like I was so excited like I have been waiting for a moment to get like a boost in 
in sales for so long that I kind of hit a point where I was like, well, why am I like not satisfied now? It's because it was like too much, you know, (laughs) the burnout. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, I was just on the phone with my dad one day and I was like, look, like I can't do this. Like, this is not realistic for me. Like this is like any day now it's going to be a burnout and then I'm going to lose my business because I can't work. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, well, he's like, you know where you're at, Julia, you're at the point of hiring someone. (laughs) And like, I was like, no, like I'm such a small business. Like it can't be that I'm at the point of hiring. Like this is like when I started this year, guys, like I had officially started full time, like maybe a year and a half ago. So I was, I didn't have like huge expectations, but there would be no way that I would have imagined myself hiring someone. Yeah. But anyway, so he's like, you know what? It comes with growth. It comes with growth. And, um, and like also my dad has had businesses in the past. So like I trusted his expertise and like the ability to like give me that kind of feedback about like when to hire someone and stuff like that. So he's like, it's, um, it's time to hire someone. And I was like, really? Like, I'm like, no dad, like in what world am I going to like start hiring (laughs) people like during a pandemic? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like during a pandemic too. Also you got to trust him too, right? Well, yeah. And the thing is like, what other option did I have? You know, then I don't get people's Mm -hmm. orders out in time and then the Mm -hmm. business suffers and then people don't get their orders. So anyway, I was like, okay, you know what? I do need to hire someone. Let me like, take a leap of faith. And if it doesn't work out, then, you know, everyone has to make mistakes along the way. Mm -hmm. So I just posted something on Instagram. Hey, I'm looking for uh, an employee to do about 20 hours a week. Um, Message me if you're interested. And I got an overwhelming amount of people who were interested. Yeah. And that's great. It was great. And um, yeah, I just made my hire about a month and a half ago. And honestly, like guys, there are so many things in your head like so many limiting beliefs in your head that you have when you think about hiring someone like oh they can't do the same work as I can they're they're not going to be able to like they don't have the the visual or the creative aspect like I do or like you there's a, a financial fear too like what if I can't pay them and stuff like that but the growth it has for your business and the potential it has and the fact that I can actually take a Saturday off now for the yeah. first time in like a few months like this is an investment that's definitely worth it and I think investing in your business oh my god that word even, yes investment sorry <laughs> right preach. like you guys you guys invest like how do you guys Jules invest? Is preaching right now holy boy <laughs> how do you guys invest in your businesses um I think for me I kind of was well during COVID like I don't mean to say that it was the best thing that happened, but since I'm, like, such a workaholic, it kind of, like, when it first started, it really, like, shot me down. Um, But I don't mean to say that in, like, you know, it wasn't the worst thing that could ever happen to me. Like, it kind of made me take a step back and because I was just, like, go, go, go. Like, every chance I got, I was on a shoot. Every chance I got, I was on the next project. And I was working on the project, and I was working on the next one and the next one. And I was just, like... I need to figure out, like, what exactly I want to do. Like, there was a point where I was just taking every single client that came at me. And I was just on the phone, Mm -hmm. actually, the other night with my friend, um, who's also a photographer. And we had her on the show, Pam. And she was like, you cannot, you need to narrow yourself down and, like, figure out what you want your business to be. So I didn't actually, like, invest money, but I did invest time on, which I think is, Mm -hmm. like, equal um, on mm-hmm. what it is I actually want to like mm-hmm. market myself to. So I know like who I want to take as a client and who I don't. So this year I was like, actually, how do you say it? Rejecting clients that came my way, which was kind of like, and you have to though. Yeah. I mean, you reach Ironically. a point, like you can't do it all, you know, like I love what I do, but I don't think you're rejecting them. Well, to no, like I'm just not taking, just yeah, evaluating. Exactly. Just knowing what I have time well, you for. You want to say yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What you have time for. And you also want to say yes to the things that align with what you're like in Mm -hmm. terms of marketing, like say yes to things that align with what you want for your brand. So like you won't necessarily take like a couple's photo. I don't know exactly like what your goals are for marketing, Mm -hmm. but like you won't take less a couple's photo shoot. Like it seems like you're doing a lot of influencers taking photographs of influencers. So you want to say yes as well as product. Right, is, product photography. Oh, product. Too. Oh, that's like a different. <laughs> product photography, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. 
still more still in that lot, realm of you know? things. Like I was doing a lot of like family stuff, and which is great, you know, and it pays the bills and and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But I mean, if I want to grow in a certain domain, I have to keep like working towards that you know what I mean you just can't do it all that's just what it comes down to I think for me and I think it comes down to like the short term versus long term like like if you're just in it for the financial aspect you'll say yes to everything and then fine okay like you'll get money but if you just say no strategically to certain people that don't really necessarily align with where you're going and then say yes to the clients that you really want that maybe you won't get like the finances that you want at the beginning but that'll snowball later on because those influencers will talk to other influencers and talk to other mm-hmm. influencers so it's just you have to be in it with the long game you know yeah exactly game. i mean we all just that's have to it, figure yeah. that out on our own but i think yeah like that's kind of where i'm at now <laughs> it's like everybody else is like yeah i'm investing in like studio lights and i'm here like yeah, i'm investing in just knowing what the hell i want to do <laughs> Well, the way it is, right? Like, depending on yeah. what field you're in or, like, how you're feeling, you got to see what you want to invest in yourself. Yeah, and that goes for, for anything. For sure. Exactly. Yeah, but you can't, like, compare yourself and be like, oh, they're fo- investing in all this shit. Like, for example, for me at the moment in my life, I invested a lot of time more recently, like, in the past few months into promoting yeah. myself, rebranding myself, putting it into my website. Um, and when it came to clients, same idea. Um for example branding somebody's entire business will take me a longer time and when i had you know my regular job plus school it was a little harder to balance things right so you kind of got to invest in that um your time as well as your own business but again this kind of bounces back to how i try to keep you know not doing things constantly or like you know um taking a break when i have to it's just i've pushed myself to limits in my life where sleep deprivation has kicked my ass so bad to the point where i was like hallucinating and i couldn't sleep at night because i'd hear fucking noises and i couldn't sleep yeah like i've i've been on that end of the spectrum so i know now that i gotta figure out how to balance things properly and that kind of just ties in with again investing your time and you know how you're feeling as well yeah um money money is money you'll make money you'll lose money but um again from a designer's world yeah like you're not investing much money or i'm not because i don't i don't own like a physical place mm-hmm. right i don't have bills to pay everything that i do for my design business really just goes back into my own you know mm-hmm. expenses and whatever else i have right so it's it's a little different for everyone but yeah, yeah your, yours is more like an investment of your time and and your creativity and stuff like that like that's where you spend all your resources you know exactly because this is a lot more digital right it's less physical like you know photography and products yeah and i know you guys asked me to come on because of the physical products but i'm actually quite fascinated in the digital um the digital product world as well because when you think about it like the cost is quite low and like it's just you can like record yourself like let's say nick like let's say you wanted to start a course about how to teach like design like that's just you put all your effort like it takes a lot of time at the beginning but low-key i'm working on (laughs) something you definitely should though like i recommend courses to so many people not that i've tried them but if you could do that like think about that like that's just yeah oh for sure yeah one of my major goals was to open a studio where i could teach designers how to be designers and also give them job opportunities we spoke about that that's one of my long-term goals (laughs) yeah yeah so you know things things play out over time you have different phases when it comes to your business and life but you know you just got to go with the flow at the moment for example just like how you first hired somebody mm-hmm. right like you just got to go with how you're going in the moment and that's really what you got to focus exactly. on Exactly, and i think that like for your audience listening um the one thing that i would really suggest to any creative or any entrepreneur is like just throw yourself into something Mm -hmm. like there's so many times where I hear people saying like well I don't know if I'm gonna like that I don't know sorry hello yep (laughs) yeah you just cut off again but you're good keep talking hello oh no we we might have Oh, fuck. Back? oh she's back guys sorry my boyfriend clearly does not get the fact that i'm on a podcast god excuse me sir <laughs> it's all <Yeah>. good 
Um, I think we're going to wrap up real quick. Right, right, okay. We're, uh, we're touching an hour. Yeah, okay. You're good. Um, Continue off. Yeah, okay. Where? So one thing I would really recommend to all creatives or uh, business owners that are listening or anyone who's considering this um, as a potential career path is like you sometimes have to just throw yourself into something. And I don't mm-hmm. mean like just take a risk and do like t- like be very like 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 I, I'm, I mean make a calculated risk but there's no way you can know you like something or if you're going to be good at something or if something is going to work out until you actually try it out mm-hmm. and I constantly hear people saying like well I don't know if I'm going to like this I don't know if I'm good at this like and it's like well the only way to know is to to figure it out like yeah like I started off I started my business like mm-hmm. four years ago dressing up as Elsa and Olaf along with my boyfriend. Like we were dressing up as characters going to children's birthday parties. And then I realized like, uh, like I'm not an actor. I don't know how to sing. Like, but the only way (laughs) I could have actually, it would have led me to this point was because I had to do something that like, I kind of liked at the moment, but I wasn't sure if it was completely for me. So I had to continuously like throw myself into something, figure out what I like about it, what I don't like about it. And then like pivot accordingly, you know? And I think that that's something that you just have to throw yourself into it and do it and see what you like and work from there, you know? Exactly. Never know until you try. I completely agree. Exactly. Jeez, that's it. My eyes are just like so open. Yeah. Like, okay, not actually physically. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think, I think one of these episodes for the future tour, we got to have like a whole uh, episode where we just kind of talk about that mindset, you know what right. I mean? Oh, like trying. I think that might be beneficial. Yeah, yeah something you don't I'm do. I'm cheesy, but I mean, like, that's... <laughs> I'm just playing with you. You know how it goes. I always poke fun. No, but I mean, like... Sorry? Yeah, what did you say? <laughs> There's going to be so much editing. <laughs> no, I'll just... Yes! There is going to be so much editing. I was just saying, I'll just talk... Oh, I'll just talk your shit about Tori. As what, I I, what I wanted to say fun. here is... Yeah. Um, well, like, obviously, we wanted to have you on the podcast from the get-go. I just loved your energy, like, when we were talking for anyone that's still listening to this episode but um the background is because of my marketing agency like that's how I met Julia so (laughs) um when I was discussing with her like just through Instagram DMs just I loved her energy I'm like Nick we have to have her on the show like she has her own business and like she's doing so good and all this stuff and I'm so happy that your energy her energy while texting me (laughs) matches her energy while being on like this podcast with us which is like for me like that just validated everything that I was feeling and you're hitting all the points you know like investment and passion and time and effort and you're just like bang 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 I'm like I'm just my eyes are I can't thank you enough for like coming on this episode honestly I'm like whoa (laughs) I feel so woke right now it's so exciting it's exciting it's actually my first podcast that I've ever been on so yay um but yeah thank you guys so much for having me and honestly like I said yes because number one like first of all I loved your photography and then I listened to your podcast and it was like so aligned with like my belief system but I also think that it's so important for creatives to talk about their reality like not just like, it's so mm-hmm. easy to get overwhelmed on Instagram and say, oh, my God, like, these creatives have it all figured out. But, like, we actually don't. We're figuring yeah. it out along the way. And Facts. I think that we need to really talk about this because it's something that it's like kind of a new industry, if you will. Like, it's not like, oh, you you become a doctor, you go study and, like. It's an ever-changing it industry. Is. You can't, you know, stick to it once and that's it. You got to grow exactly. with it. Or you'll basically, you know, bury yourself. So we yourself, have to have so. these, like, really real conversations about what it's actually like. Because, like, the worst is if someone goes into this industry not knowing anything. Blindsided, yeah. And then, right, exactly. So I'm happy we're having these discussions and I'm happy that we're all pursuing our passions and our creativity and something that allows us to do what we love every single day. Because, honestly, like... I don't think I could have done a career path where I wasn't even like this excited about anything. You know? <laughs> oh, I know Gotta exactly stay woke, guys. <laughs> Keep those eyes open. Oh, yes. Eyes are peeled. For real. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks again, Jules, for coming on. We, yo, I appreciate everything yeah. you said. Like it's a real, you know, eye opener for me to to see that's actually how, you know, you took the podcast, and I, I appreciate that a yeah, lot. For sure. And uh, for sure, you do have oh a lot God, of things to talk about. Time. So we definitely want to invite she you back. She needs to plug herself. Plug, 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 plug. And you know, plug, <laughs> plug, plug time. Plug myself. Oh, I have to say. <laughs> plug time. Yeah, 100%. Shout yourself you got to shout yourself out and everything you got. Okay, so here we go. 
Um, my name is Jules. You can find me on Instagram at Funkist. So Funkist is F-U-N-K-I-S-S-D. There's no E there, just to let you guys know. Um, and then you can find me on Etsy, same the, the, with the word Funkist, and also on my own website, www.funkist.com. So um, if ever you guys are looking for party supplies or you want any advice on creative entrepreneurship, feel free to DM me, message me on Instagram, or check out my website. Um, and thank you guys so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited about this. I can't wait till it's released. And honestly, I hope that we can help creatives as hey. much as possible. <laughs> oh my gosh. For I'll check sure. that. I have no more tea yeah. left. So, so will I. RT, RT. <laughs> oh, I have it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks a lot.